You're listening to Journeyance, a bite-sized podcast produced by Kama DC. Kama is a nonprofit giving a platform to immigrants and refugees in the DMV area to share their stories, skills, and ideas. I'm your host, Ben Jaffe, and today's guest is writer and author Keshni Niker Washington, who, bonus, previous Kama storyteller and volunteer. Well, I'm originally South African, born and raised. I moved to DC about now almost uh, 10 years ago to work for an international nonprofit in DC. And it was my first time coming to the USA. And now um, I'm married and I have a baby. And so I'm here to stay, but my roots are definitely South African. Thank you. Uh, and congratulations on the baby again, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. So I uh, know you have said you moved here for the international nonprofit. Tell me a bit about your work that you've been up to, I guess, the last couple of years since you moved on. So I left the um, organization about two years ago and well, almost three now, basically three months before the pandemic began. <laughs> So it was a a strange timing to want to go out there and start your own business and be a writer and try to do all of that alternative life path. Yeah, it was uh, interesting timing. So it's been an interesting few years. Um, I'm now, uh, I have my own consulting firm called Beautiful Lines Consulting. And I'm a project manager and a change manager there. That's my day job. And my other day job because I dedicate equal amount of time to a pre-baby is to be a writer so I was able to complete uh, my second novel during the pandemic and I was able to acquire an agent and so hopefully someone will buy that novel sometime (laughs) soon (laughs) so it's been a very interesting journey since leaving the organization. I was about to say you haven't you haven't just been sitting around clearly (laughs) my goodness. No, I think I was working. I thought I was working hard before then. <laughs> I was mm. working even harder after that, after having a regular job. What type of uh, writing do you specifically like to do? I'm mainly a novelist, so that's fiction. But I've also written several essays that have been published in a few journals in the USA. So those are nonfiction, true life stories in essay form. And what topics do you generally like to cover? My novel, for example, that I'm currently out on submission to publishing houses is about a South African in D.C., actually an, uh, an exiled South African apartheid freedom fighter um, exiled to D.C. And, and a lot of my essays are to do with belonging, understanding identity and Uh, the evolving definition of home. Basically, I just write about myself um, and uh, my own life experiences and kind of pass it off as fiction. (laughs) As you said, you kind of write about yourself and then put it on fiction. (laughs) What are the biggest reflections you've seen as being, being South African and now having been in the DC area for about a decade? When I came to the USA, I came on a three-year contract. So I even kept my apartment in Johannesburg because I wasn't necessarily, I didn't realize I was going to stay. I thought I would, was coming here temporarily. I was going to have an interesting experience and go back home. So I sold my apartment this year because I realized mm. I'm not necessarily going back home um, anytime soon. And part of all of that was, why I talk about that is because I didn't come here with the goal of being 
quote unquote American. So I came here thinking I was going to be here temporarily. So when I realized that I would be staying because I got married and um, now have a family here, it was an interesting period because, and it still is, because I have to now understand, do I feel at home here? Is this my home? Uh, is South Africa my home? Um, how does all of that interrelate? Where do I really belong? And what does it mean to be American? What, it, what does it mean to be an immigrant in America? And all of my writing is essentially tied to the investigation and the unpacking of that question, I guess, because it's always on my mind. How has your writing kind of helped you unpack that and help you integrate in your new home? So when I was growing up in South Africa, in my childhood, South Africa was under apartheid law. So I grew up in a racially segregated community with various different definitions being told my worth by what was codified into law and being my worth was defined by the color of my skin and obviously not being white meant you were less than in South Africa. And it's something that was just kind of a fact of life. As I grew older and understood that, I was very angry. Um, mm. And I was also very confused. And I began to define myself by everything that I was being told by the party government that I was. I began to identify myself in opposition to that. I continuously, if you told me I was this I could only be this, I would try to be more than that. And it was kind of a rebellion against this box that people were put in. And when, and, and, and a lot of those experiences were, and a lot of those reactions were kind of survivalist. I was trying to survive with my, my sense of self-worth intact in some kind of way and navigate this strange world that South Africa is and was. And I experienced the turnover to democracy as well. So. It was, it's a very, it was a very interesting time to be in South Africa. But when I moved to America, I, I was excited to come to this old democracy and see how you know, life in the future <laughs> is essentially because uh, South Africa is a young democracy. And I was very sure of who I was. But like I said, as I, when I came here as an immigrant, I'm automatically, again, on the outside. I'm an outsider. Uh, again, in a different way. And I, I learned that American democracy also has so many nuances to it. There's so many things I didn't expect to, to understand. I didn't expect to experience here. And, you know, there's still so much work to do in terms of racial justice reform, for example. And that is one of the, one of the projects I'm actually working on. Um, I'm a project manager doing a racial justice reform project. And it's all of that has sort of collided and shaken up inside of me. And I realized that I now feel more South African and more American now that the time has passed because I've, I've sort of found my place and become comfortable with being an outsider and comfortable with being sort of part, belonging to two continents. And I think both continuously interrogate each other. So it's always evolving. But I think that to be a writer as well, part of it is to be an outsider because you're kind of observing. And if you're observing and trying to unpack things, you are a little bit on the outside sometimes. So, so it serves me <laughs> being an immigrant and, um, and continuously 
trying to figure out my own sense of identity and belonging. For your uh, writing specifically, I know you've mentioned, obviously you've now written a second novel, writing short stories. Do you tend to kind of focus on different aspects of your identity as you've continued to discover and unpack with your writing? Yes, I think that as, so writing is an interesting and weird kind of thing to do. It's part of it is very structured, like stories have a specific structure, beginning, a middle, and end. Um, so there's a technical side to it, but then there's this kind of unhooking your creativity, unleashing it, and kind of hooking into the flow um, is the only way I can describe it. Um, that also is this unstructured side of writing, uh, the being creative side. And so all of that also comes together to kind of give you a, you set out to write one thing and you are surprised by what comes up and who shows up in terms of characters. And you have to kind of follow them along and see what is going to happen. And as you follow them along and see what's going to happen, you look back and you realize, ah, I was writing about that theme. I was writing about this experience. I was, I now have a better understanding of uh, a little bit of myself in that whole journey I went through with that character. So it's, it's actually your composition of yourself in a way mm -hmm. that, that is, that is formed and also grows deeper as you write and reflect, even if it's mm -hmm. fiction. And I think it was like Stephen King who said that fiction is the truth inside the lie. That's been the experience for me. Kind of on this journey then for you, is there anything that you were really surprised to learn about yourself that you didn't realize at that time or surprised that you're like, oh, this is something I've thought I had dealt with, but actually I need to think about and reflect on a lot more? Oh, definitely. Um, as I mentioned earlier, being South African at the time I lived in South Africa was was really about survival. And I didn't even realize that um, I had a lot of my own personal walls and defenses up to survive this kind of environment where you have to prove yourself to everybody because of the, the state of the society at the time. And here, in a sense, I've had the freedom as I've been writing more and more here in the USA to reflect back on my childhood experiences, my adult experiences in South Africa and pick and choose what I want to keep and, and sort of redefine myself in terms of choosing who I want to be rather than, than surviving and being in opposition to what I'm told I'm supposed to be. So it's a bit more conscious uh, when you give something form in the form of writing about it or when you can explain it or name it you can also choose to put it down let it go and not carry it anymore or you can choose to embrace it and make it part of your identity so I think a lot of that has been the journey I've been on as a writer since I've been in America. Is there anything through your writings that you think you've really kind of learned to let go of something that you're like, I don't really, I maybe was holding on to this, but really want to kind of move forward, make the choice to kind of move forward. I think I, I, I told the story, I think on a Kama DC um, storytelling night where in my neighborhood, a lot of people have American flags in their cars and, mm -hmm. um, and they sort of brandish this loyalty to a country they've never visited or might never 
might never visit because it's really expensive for a South African to come to America. And I realized I used to get really annoyed about that, really annoyed and, and give everybody a hard time about it. But it come to realize through writing about it and through speaking about it that night um, that people were simply searching for a better place to belong or a place where they could belong. And this idea of this dream of a, of a different, more accepting place in their minds um, was why they were associating with the American flag at that time, because they could not belong in the place that they lived, grew up in, that their parents were born in and their grandparents um, came to. So I guess for me, understanding that I too am now American and my daughter is American born has been an interesting shift. How to incorporate that in terms of like my own acceptance of my newfound Americanness, because yes, I realized like, what does it mean to be American? We all are American, but we're also not. So America is kind of made up of this tapestry of people who are not American in the beginning, and they come here with this kind of dream, or they come here to get away from a worse situation, or they come here to get a new job like I did. But America is made up of all these different experiences and all these immigrant stories, really. So I was comfortable. I've become comfortable with the idea that I'm now also American because I think I found my place amongst all the immigrants that are actually what America is kind of built on and made of. You also have to, I look back, you know, with great fondness um, for South Africa. I'm very proudly South African. But there are problems with every society that there are challenges in every society, unique challenges, and sometimes very similar challenges, despite the very different socioeconomic situation between the two countries. So I found my experiences, my life experiences from South Africa, very relevant to trying to understand and hopefully contribute to a better society here. Is there anything, especially, I guess, is there any specific lesson that you've really been able to take from your experience of living in South Africa and being South African that's been, that you've seen as being really relevant over the last couple of years? Yes, I guess. Well, the first thing that comes to mind would be the sense of, of uh, it's something called Ubuntu um, in South Africa. Um, the Archbishop Desmond Tutu, I think, is quoted most often for talking about Ubuntu. And it sort of means that I am because we are. So it, it means that I cannot exist without you existing too. So I, for me, for you to be a person and for me to be a person, you have to see and recognize each other. So there's these invisible bonds that basically tie us together and neither of us can exist without each other. So that kind of deep understanding, especially from the, the change from apartheid to democracy in South Africa, I think helps me navigate some of the, the more angular, sharper edges of American society because I, I think that have, keeping that understanding and kind of knowing that very deeply because South Africa is very much a tapestry of people like coming together after being separated, helps me kind of understand and relate to 
a lot of the experiences of people here who are also trying to um, find their feet and find their place in the society, though they have lived in the society for generations and, and also get, you know, their worth and what they deserve and be, you know, treated as equal and, and find their own freedoms that you would think automatically apply to people, to all people here. And I think like understanding that we are so interconnected is something that I get from Africa and get from my experience in Africa that I think helps me bond with people here. You said that writing has been very important for you to help figure out your identity, help choose who you want to be and help reflect. Obviously, I would hope writing has the same experience for everyone, but I know everybody's very different Mm -hmm. in terms of what relaxes them and helps them reflect. Is there any advice that you would give to people who are looking to really, as you kind of put it, find their footing in society, help them reflect on themselves and understand the, the tapestry of the world they live in? Yes, I think if someone wants, has a feeling that they want to write, that they should just start. Um, it doesn't matter whether you have any kind of degree or training or what your background is. If you feel like you want to tell your story, you should. And you should start with your story. It's the story you know best. So simply start, start with your story. And when you do that, allow yourself to write whatever comes. And from there, you'll be able to see that you can shape it into something or not. And just that whole experience of, telling yourself your story and allowing it to freely flow out of you, I think is number one, cathartic, but number two, there's something there. The world needs your story. The world needs your story in fictionized form. The world needs your story in raw form. So I would encourage anybody who wants to, has the slightest inkling that they want to tell their story to start to do it. Well, that's a very beautiful way to put it, I must say. I guess the last question I have for you is, uh, we kind of, you mentioned this earlier, kind of obviously your daughter is half South African, half American. How do you plan to kind of talk with her about uh, her identity? Are you going to use anything that you've really learned about your own path towards figuring out your identity? So it's interesting because on, on my side, my ancestors were sort of brought under indenture to South Africa. So that's how they ended up there. They used to work, they worked for the British on the sugarcane sugarcane plantations in KwaZulu-Natal. And that's how, you know, we ended up there. And on her dad's side, his ancestors also were brought from a different continent from Africa. Um, My husband's African-American. So they were brought through slavery to America and obviously have been American for many generations now. So she's got this interesting like mix of ancestry and um, on both sides. And I'm, I'm actually more curious. I don't think I will be prescriptive in terms of telling her who she is. I think I will make sure to, that she knows where she comes from and who her ancestors are and let it be up to her. I'm, I'm actually very interested to see how she defines herself. She could just call herself... American, and that would be perfectly legitimate, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Americans are really diverse, like I said, um, and they come from all corners of the globe too. So it'd be interesting to see how she defines herself. I think 
the only guidance I would give her is making sure she knows all of those who came before her and and what they went through and you know the whole I am my ancestors wildest dream basically she is the first generation of my family to be born in America so it's going to be um interesting see to see what she chooses to define herself as I think a big thank you again to Kashni for joining us and a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and family and stay tuned for our next conversation next week. If you're interested in being featured as a guest on Journeys, you can reach out to us at commadc.org or message us on Instagram at commadc. Take care, everyone.